Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It is late October. This is the Outsports Podcast, brought to you by AT&T, mobilizing your world. Jim, we are just a couple days from Halloween. I know you'll be hitting Santa Monica Boulevard dressed as some uh, Egyptian pharaoh or something like that, right? I'll just don my hoodie and I'll either be a hobo or Bill Belichick. <laughs> whatever. Let, let them decide. Now, see, now, I wonder in Boston how popular the Bill Belichick costumes are. There's got to be up there. Well, I went to a party this summer where you had a dress as the worst person in the world, and I wore a hoodie, a Patriots cap, and a delayed plated football. And, of course, it was a gay party, so like three people knew who I was supposed to be. <laughs> no one even said, Bill who, Belichick, who's that? <laughs> who, who, was the most common, who was the most common costume there? Oh, uh, who? There was some wacko that was in the news, some religious guy, and like half the people went as him. I even forget. That tells you how these stories come and go. I even forget who the person was now. <laughs> it was someone who did something homophobic that we've all forgotten about? That we all got in an uproar back in July. So, well, the problem wearing a hoodie though then was like ninety-eight degrees in the summer, so it wasn't the most comfortable costume. Well, I hope it was air conditioned. Uh, we've got a we got a packed show for you today. We're gonna at at uh, three well in ten minutes. Forget some people might might not be listening to this live. Uh, in ten minutes, Anna Argonus is gonna join us from the You Can Play Project to talk about the Giants. Uh, you can play video and other things that they have. Hello. Hey, am I back on the air?
that. So, um, so anyhow, it's 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 hard to know if if we should really believe any of this or not. Um, so, because we've heard these kinds of rumors before, Jim, do you think there's any truth to these rumors? I mean, is it are these things that we should be paying any attention to? The stuff out of the English Premier League that that there might be gay players coming out. Uh, yeah, am I back on the air, by the way? It certainly sounds like it. Oh, you had died. I lost you for like three minutes. Well, we're Technical here Technical difficulties. So whatever you were talking about, I know what you're talking about. Um, a couple things. The English tabloids are notorious for either making stuff up or taking what might be a tiny kernel of truth and running with it. So... Uh, if you read the report, it was these guys are supposed to come out prior to the start of next season. So we're talking a good nine, ten months away. Um, we've already had one player deny he was he's one of these players, which is pretty funny. Um, but on the other hand, there are gay people in the English Premier League. Uh, I remember back way back in the 80s, there were hot rumors in the 84 Olympics in L.A. Before I moved here, I found out when I came here and got jobs at newspapers here that Two gold medal winning athletes with the U.S. were going to come out in the 84 games. One of them was Greg Luganis. He did not come out, obviously, until after he retired a few years later, and the other athlete has never come out. So that's like 31 years ago. Um, and we've had, you know, I don't know if you've mentioned this, in, in the dead time when I couldn't hear you, that Brendan Iam and Dejo, the former player last year, yeah. two years ago, trumpeted four players to come out. So who, I mean, the reality is it's an easy story to write because we could write this story every week and no one will ever know if we're wrong because we can say, oh, the athlete just changed their mind. So and, and one the interesting of the thing is the people idea have... that people think this would be a good thing. This would not be a bad thing. There would be no downside. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the fans in English soccer and European soccer are pretty nutty. They behave nuttily compared to the American fans, and I'd be curious to hear. I mean, they're... There are at some matches regular anti-gay chants and jokes and 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 epithets. So I'd be curious to see how the fans did react, particularly fans of the opposing team. But I know with you know when Jason Collins, his first game was at the L.A. Lakers, which is an away game, and he got a standing ovation from a lot of people. So I'm curious I to see how the, the fans reacted. I think the same would happen there. I mean, I I have a feeling if the EPL embraced this and the team embraced this. You would have fans of the other team who are gay people themselves aren't going to be tolerating people chanting homophobic stuff. So I think I'd even give English football fans a little more credit um, that if this yeah. was handled in the right way, you know, with total institutional support, I think it would probably be fine. And I don't think the media is going to come after the guy for saying he's gay. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's one, it's, it's a, it's, we haven't done much on it. I'm not sure what to say about it other than what we're talking about. Yeah, maybe true, maybe not true. Well, the the one angle that's kind of interesting is that there's a betting site in England that has put odds on which player, which players are the ones who are going to be coming out, and and some people are up in arms about it, disgusting, and and I don't, I mean, it's I don't have a big issue with it because, again, I don't think that being gay is something to be ashamed of. I don't think it's bad. It's you know, you're not placing bets on on which athlete's going to beat his wife next. It's who's gay, and and these people are famous. They're in the public eye, and I just don't. I've I just don't believe that speculation and guessing is some harmful thing. They're not outing anyone. 
they're just they're putting odds on who it might. God, put it on the Spanish league, but hope Ronaldo would probably be number one. <laughs> probably people's Ronaldo, dream, but... people, people's dreams. Plus, the English bet on everything. I mean, you could bet in on English book sites on pretty much anything you can think of. Sports, politics, entertainment. So that's just a way for someone probably to get a little attention anyway, and it just it's totally harmless. Right. Somebody I don't even know who's number one on the list right now, but um who are the who are the best odds, but it's it's yeah, I agree with you that sort of assuming, oh my god, it's terrible to speculate someone might be gay. Well, we're both gay, we don't have anything wrong with it. Yeah, well it, it it's amazing how much this story has taken off because people from the straight sports world have have messaged me about this and why haven't Outsports written about it? And they're they're taking this very seriously. But then again, they took you know Brendan I and Badejo's I think wishful thinking a couple of years ago um, pretty seriously when when we didn't. So it's just interesting that this story has crept through to the the mainstream sports world, the mainstream sports reporters, and and yeah, like you said, I mean it, it won't happen for for months. And by then, people will have absolutely forgotten about it. So there's no like there's there's no downside to this newspaper putting this out there because they'll never be held accountable for it because it's so far in the future. Yeah, and they could always say these guys got cold feet and changed their mind. It's real easy. Um, I mean, remember on a different circumstance when we had the writer for Out Magazine had a had a you know dating a guy, I think a baseball player. And again, you couldn't tell, you know, anybody who thought it was wrong, well, you could never prove, you couldn't prove something that you didn't have a name to. Um, And this is the same thing here. Plus, again, I don't think, you know, it could very possibly be true. I mean, we know there are athletes that have been thinking about coming out at various times in various years in sports and for whatever reason didn't. But, you know, there was a big rumor that uh, a couple years ago had somebody in the NBA well before Jason Collins and it just never happened. So kind of take it. I'll, well, I'll believe it when I see it, but it's not, not like it can't happen. Well, like you said, it, it, if the league and the team handle it well, then the fans will handle it well. And I know switching from one football to another, one team that in the NFL would certainly handle a, a gay player coming out very well, the New York Giants, uh, they have uh, they have an owner in Steve Tisch who's, whose entire family has been very ahead of the curve on LGBT issues for over 30 years, the, the gay men's health crisis in New York City is housed in the Tisch building. And Steve was very uh, out front during the, the, the same-sex marriage battles. Um, and, and, uh, and, and now recently, just this week, the, the You Can Play Project has released a joint video with the New York Giants. And we're joined by Anna Agonis from the You Can Play Project. Anna, you guys have been working with the Giants for a while now. How did this video come about, and, and, and how did you get these particular athletes, including you know some of the big names on the team like Victor Cruz, to be part of it? So, I mean, hey, th- thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this has really been um, the incredible work uh, that's been done, you know, for the past few years, uh, in particular, you know, Wade Davis, our executive director, being a former NFL player, um, through You Can Play has really done so much behind the scenes, um, has really just been building, you know, a strong relationship with um, the leadership, you know, the chairman, the president, the alumni, uh, and the current players. And really, um, we like to really encourage the team and the leadership who's creating the videos to 
you know, express their support for You Can Play and LGBT inclusion in, in a way that's meaningful to them. And, you know, really they're organized by the team, by the leadership themselves. And, um, you know, I think that this video in particular is very powerful and uh, profound. But, you know, the, um, the athletes that have participated and the alumni and the leadership, uh, they voluntarily um, have decided to, you know, support in this manner um, and I think, again, it's, it's because of the, you know, work that Wade has done, especially um, with the team leading up to this. A question on the video, which I thought was really well done, and I've seen two schools of thought. Sid and I were a little bit questioning why the words gay or LGBT were not uttered at all in the video. So people may not want, who weren't aware of it would wonder what you can play are. But we had our uh, football writers, a 17-year-old, who thought the not having it in made it more powerful. Could you talk about the thought process of what language was used? Was there a script these guys used and, and like how that whole process worked? Yeah, well, you know, like I mentioned before, um, you know, we really encourage the teams um, and folks that want to do You Can Play videos to put it into their own words. Um, you know, some of the videos that you'll see on our website very explicitly, you know, state LGBT and other ones really kind of come about it in a way of respect and inclusion for all, um, yet under the support for You Can Play, which our work specifically um, is LGBT inclusion. So we kind of provide, you know, examples, um, you know, again, the participants and the exact script, um, you know, are in the authentic voice and uh, frame that the team wants to create. And, you know, as Jeremy expressed in his, to him on his, on the kind of two sides of it, you know, for him, it was actually more powerful to have it not explicitly said because it was about inclusion for all. And I think when we're talking about the Giants and all the past work that they've done, I think that really they see doing a You Can Play video um, because the partnership is so strong and the work together is so strong is really analogous with, you know, LGBT inclusion. Um, and I think with the video, uh, taking it in, in the context of the fact that they're you know, doing this event with us, they're putting it right front and center, you know, on a their own page on their website, um, and they're really, you know, doing trainings, you know, having Wade and, you know, our folks meet with players, um, that this video is kind of, um, you know, sort of a, a symbol of, of how the relationship has been built and kind of really a component of, of everything that relates to our work with LGBT inclusion. Well, it is, and it's getting the players out in front of the cameras. I, I think great, and and you can talk to these some of these owners and and front office guys. But when the players, you know, they, when they stand up and, and they talk about welcoming, you know, anybody onto their team, I think you know that that's a super important part. Can you tell us? Like, I know you're you're doing a tailgate later this year with them. What are some of the other things that you're doing with the team and with the with the players on the team? to help continue to spread the message, not just maybe on the team, but also, excuse me, in the community? Yeah, so we're going to have more details about um, that event come out probably in, in the next few weeks. Um, I know that really a lot of the, the past work, too, that You Can Play has done, and, and Wade in particular, has been, you know, kind of with folks individually or as a group. So I think, um, you know, it's kind of if there's anything in the future with individuals, um, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly um, what is going to be um, happening. I think, again, there's a 
more details coming with the event specifically. Um, but right now, it's really just been a lot of really great conversations um, that Wade in particular has been having um, that we've been having uh, with, you know, just through making this video um, are able to reach more and more people within the organization. So I think really the plan is to kind of stay the course in terms of just building the relationship, um, sharing the video, making sure that the LGBT community knows about this event on December 20th and that it's going to be a tailgate and that, you know, the You Can Play messaging and message of LGBT inclusion will be a part of that. Um, and, you know, I wish I could say all the details about what that will, will be, but um, we'll have some more for you, you know, probably coming in the next few weeks. And broadening the You Can Play message, what else, I mean, without, if you can't get super specific, I understand, but like in terms of mm -hmm. either other pro teams, pro leagues, or colleges, I mean, is this, does this campaign still have legs and juice, do you think, to people and meaning? I uh, definitely do. I mean, I think the fact that, you know, this was a, a first and that this could, you know, for the NFL, really inspire, you know, other teams to do visible messages of messages of support, um, given how much amazing feedback this giant video has gotten, um, I would say that it definitely still has legs and it's still, con you know, continuing to inspire people. I think that if we're thinking about, you know, other leagues, other athletes, um, you know, I think we're, we're definitely encouraging other, um, you know, big uh, visible pro teams and, and leagues to do some videos. Uh, that's definitely something that we're continuously promoting. And I think, you know, more the colleges are always fantastic at getting us videos. And, you know, we just keep actually, it's, it's really not stopping. We just keep getting an outpouring of schools that are still doing videos on the college level. Um, a little bit fewer on the high school level, but I think that that will also increase as we start doing more, you know, not just you can play, but other groups start doing more work in the high school space. Um, but I, I don't think that it's uh, it's lost its power um, just because of really seeing all the reaction this week. And, you know, whether it's from the LGBT community, whether it's from the sports or sports and LGBT community, it's been uh, really moving. And to see the effect, I think, on Giants fans and on football fans. Um, and for me personally, it was it was really moving to watch. So, um so yeah, Jim, to answer to answer your question, I I still think it's going to keep being powerful because each new sport and each team that makes a video of inclusion is sending a huge message to all their fans and potential future athletes. So I still think that there's a lot of um, a lot of meaning and a lot of potential for more teams and conferences and leagues to you know you know follow suit and you know put this out there. And the Giants won. Yeah, it was. I, it, you know, I'd like to say it was some good karma with that. <laughs> and I'm not sure if we've lost Sid. I can't hear him. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. So we'll keep talking until he gets yeah. back on. But sure. um, so you said you mentioned high schools. Has there been resistance mm -hmm. at high schools, or simply not as much of a focused effort? I would say that in college, um, just the general ability to have the resources to do kind of activism in the sports, uh, LGBT 
face is is just so much greater than um, what you might have in high school. I think in high school, too, if you, at least in my experience, I remember the Gay-Straight Alliance would always meet during practice. And so I think um, in college, at least for me, it became a little bit more accessible to find resources to do this work, whether it was awareness campaigns um, related to LGBT inclusion sports. Uh, I think that, you know, more high schools, you know, with flexibility to create these videos, um, I think that that, you know, hopefully even at like a conference level could be really powerful to see. I know that, you know, for us, the Colorado High School uh, Activities Association, uh, CHAZA, has done amazing work. They did a You Can Play video contest. And I think that that kind of, um, you know, leadership from, from the top down could enable more high schools to, you know, take it on as a project. Do you think, uh, and, and, and we may have our um, guest Harrison come on, so if you want to stay on, Anna, since we're lost Sid in Harrison, I can give some background. We'd love to have you in Harrison interact. But uh, Harrison, are you on the air? Hey, yeah. Great. Harrison, you're on with uh, Jim and Anna, and Sid, I think, is having phone problems, so we can't hear him. So hopefully uh, Anna's, uh, Anna's going to pitch in if she could stay on and be uh, be our co-host for the next 10 minutes. Um, no and Sid could, Sid could run things. Um, uh, Anna, give some background. If you hadn't read Harrison's story, um, it was a great coming-out story um, about Harrison you know, being a high school football player in North Carolina and, and the depression you suffered and you fought through until you came out. Harrison, what has the reaction been? You wrote such a beautiful story. What has the reaction been since your story was posted a couple of days ago? Yeah, well, thank you so much. So the reaction's been incredibly overwhelming. Um, I think it has close to 7,000 shares on Facebook already in two days. Um, you know, just even back home, some of the responses that you would never expect from people that you didn't typically would think you didn't think would be supportive have just been incredible. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been extremely, extremely positive. And were were you surprised by this? I don't want to say I was surprised. Um, I take that back. Yes and no. From certain people, from certain communities, I was surprised. Um, but I think I think any time that there's a, a quote unquote underdog, you know, coming out story, um, it's it's going to garnish some positive attention. But I would say I'm surprised at how much attention it has garnished, for sure. Anna, you can jump in with questions anytime. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I read your story, um, and I really appreciate you you sharing it. And I know another thing that you, you talked about was, you know, mental health. Um, and I, I think that Absolutely. in some ways that's another kind of coming out, and I wanted to kind of hear from you why, you know, you know, the the thought behind really incorporating that into your story and, you know, mm-hmm. what that meant to you. Yeah, so that was actually a huge aspect of me wanting to do the piece. Um, there's been several suicides that have affected me recently, just people I've known, stories I've seen in the news, and I, I just got tired of hearing about them and not doing anything about it. And I felt, I felt like I was at a place now in my life that I could... Um, you know, come out, share my story, and hopefully help as many people as I can. So that was really the whole purpose behind the piece was just to try and diminish the number of suicides that you hear about and be there for someone who might not have anyone there for them. 
Well, Harris, it's interesting because uh, Sid and I, we, we run a lot of these stories, and I'm editing two right now, uh, okay. totally unrelated to each other, but they both talk at great le- detail about the depression they went through, and one came close to jumping into a pond. I mean, could you mm-hmm. talk about what is what is it about, you, you know, trying to reconcile your sexuality with your general community around you that, that put you in such a funk, and, and what's your best advice for people to kind of get out of that that grip of depression, which really can have a strong hold on people. Yeah, sure. So a lot of the pressure for me came from, you know, living in a typically conservative community. Um, it was there was a lot of bullying at school. I want to say not necessarily. It, it was physical at times, but not necessarily um, physical all the time. But just you know, teasing, harassment, and stuff like that. So for me, it was almost a fear of. I can't let anyone find out that I'm gay because, you know, what what happens when that when that comes out? So it was almost I don't want to say running from it, but it it really was running from someone's going to find out. I can't let that happen. Um, and I, even in my mind, I knew I I don't want to commit suicide. I don't want to run from this problem. But when you're in that situation, it's it feels like the last option. So. For someone that would be in that situation, I would just recommend, like, you know, it, make it a day at a time. That's kind of the goal. When I was going through some stuff, it was often I was looking at it, well, I'm going to be here for the next four years. I can't do that for four years. But, you know, you take it a day at a time and you look back and you realize you've made it four years. You've made it two years, you know. So it's just taking it a day at a time and getting through that day. Um, and that's kind of how I took it. So you are you uh your story was unclear. Are you still in high school or you graduated? No, I've actually graduated high school. Um I moved to Los Angeles right after I graduated. Oh, okay. So you're you're on the West Coast with me and Sid, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah, I am. Are you going to school out here? I am. I'm going to Santa Monica College. Um and I'm pursuing acting as well. That is quite a change from rural North Carolina to Santa Monica. It's <laughs> isn't it? Isn't yeah, I mean, it? Yeah, you talk about crazy. red state, blue state. I mean, it's pretty. I know. That's a real I know. Anna, no wonder Please why want... he sounds so happy. Anna, he's in Santa Monica. I know. That's nice. <laughs> it's been it. a great change. Um, so, were there anybody that contacted you that you were surprised by? Um. Let me think. There was, yeah. Your grandmother? Without getting into too much detail. Oh, yeah, my back. Grandmother, my grandmother's, you know, amazingly supportive. She's, we've talked about it briefly before, but never, you know, truly defined that I was, in fact, gay. She just shared her support with me. So after coming out, that was incredible. She was so on board, you know. You can go on my Facebook. She's commented on just about every single post on um that's been shared. So it's, it's been overwhelming from that standpoint. But one of, without getting into too much detail, there was a um, someone back home that I had dealt with in the past before with, you know, teasing and harassment. And they reached out to me and let me know that, you know, it's really changed their perception on things. They had no idea what I was going through. Um, they shared with me that they were also going through some stuff. And, you know, my story kind of helped them step back and realize some of what their actions had caused. So that was that was something that was very surprising to me. 
Well, that's the power of what, what all this stuff does, whether it's videos from athletes talking about their support or, or Harrison, people like you coming out. It just it's it's another lifeline to people. So, you know, I want to mm-hmm. thank you, Anna, for uh, for joining us from the You Can Play Project. Anna, appreciate it, and definitely let us know. Give us a heads up when you got the next NFL team uh, lined up. I want the Patriots next. All right. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree. I'm I'm gonna go for the Eagles, but you know, any any team is a win. So I'll, I'll take I'll take we'll, we'll take whoever. So. You, you get Chip Kelly. You get Chip Kelly on one of those videos, and we will definitely promote it. All right, that sounds great. Yeah, thanks, Anna. And all right, take care. And Harrison, thanks so much for for hopping on. I know it's um, I know it's been a long road. You and I've been talking about this for for a while, and and really mm-hmm. appreciated you you know being willing to share your story with us. So, and I'm glad no you got such a, such a great response. Thanks for having me. No problem. Oh, thanks. All right, see you guys later. All right, well, Jim, the, the the power of outsports and the community that we have around us and the LGBT sports movement, it's its really, it's just, every week I just, I get excited about talking about it all. And more to come. Yeah, well, this podcast, I, I thought of, I remembered this at the beginning and the end, Jim, this podcast brought to you by AT&T, Mobilizing Your World. Sorry for the technical difficulties, it seems like every week we have something, but... We'll be back next week with with some other issue. We'll talk to you then.